0: Thank you.
1: this very loving, warm church. What a difference from Friday, right? My husband used to say on a Friday day, it's a really crispy one, and it was for sure. Please join with me in the call to worship found in your bulletin. In this and in every season of our lives, let us worship God with hearts full of awe new heartbeat of hope, and in each day of our lives, we receive God's gift of time.
2: Let us receive each hour as a lesson and recognize each day as a chance to deepen our relationship with God.
1: Let us awaken in the moment to the ways God breaks forth in the world. us pray. Our God of morning light and love and relationship, thank you for all the many and mysterious ways in which you break through our lives every day. In the people we meet, in the beauty of creation surrounding us, in every breath we take, and in the peace of this sanctuary. This is a confusing and oftentimes disturbing world we're living in. But being in this sacred space with the friends we know and love, bring us the centering and peacefulness our souls crave. Help us to remain mindful of your presence so we can remain centered on what is most important in our lives and with that, find the joy of living. All this we pray in Jesus' name, who called us together in prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give
2: us this
1: day our daily bread, forgive us as we forgive those who pass us against us. And lead us not into temptation. the kingdom.
3: church family. I want to thank Wendy Kerner on the heart. That was beautiful for grounding us with music this morning. Um, We're going to share some opportunities and announcements for our church family. So this is a great time if you're new with us. First, welcome. Hello. But also feel free to take out that friendship register on the inside and outside of the aisles. Drop us a line. Tell us how you're doing. We'd love to get in contact with you and get to know you. Um, 1st I just wanna give a congratulations to the youth for last week's Sunday service. Youth Sunday was a beautiful time to gather with our students and our youth who really make this church special and have that lifeblood. So um, it's a little bit harder for us, I think, this week. Paul Paul has his, you know, he'll have to preach this week and follow up after that. Um, But we thank you all for joining us. Also after service, we'll have our second hour program at 1130 in the library. I'll be leading the final part of this series, YDS to SCC, on the Synoptic Gospels, focusing this week on the Gospel of Luke. So I'd love to see you all there as we unpack what these Gospels are and how they can inform our faith with um, theological discussion. Also happening in the near future, on February 14th, Valentine's Day, Fellowship Committee is having a special movie night screening of Something's Gotta Give. So it's always a beautiful event, um, wonderful time to gather and eat and enjoy Valentine's Day and celebrate love with good movies. Also happening this month will be the 180th annual congregational meeting. All church members are very much encouraged to attend. It'll be right after service, February 26th. And this year we will be honoring Patty and Perry Spate for their longtime commitment and service to SCC. They've both been members for a combined total of 66 years and in that time have given so much to this church community, um, have served on multiple boards and committees, spearheaded the search committee that found Paul, co-started the 1843 Society. Um, So it'll be a great service and a great meeting. And don't forget to get your um, annual reports if you are a part of a committee or chair officer in by the end of today. So that is the deadline. Um, And then another really exciting thing that's coming up is our 12th Annual Women's Retreat. It'll be on the Fruits of the Spirit and it's scheduled for March 3rd and March 4th, Friday night and Saturday morning and afternoon. You can attend one or both days and you must pre-register by that same date, February 26th, if you are looking forward to joining us for really what is a very special time of fellowship and fun. Um, There's always great food and great lessons to learn. Speaking of food, we are always looking for help with our commitment to St. George's community meals. Hetty Moser really streamlines that for the mission's outreach board, where we make 40 to 50 dinner bags for a community of St. George's in Bridgeport on the third Monday of every month. And so if you are looking to make one of those meals or to join a mission board member in one of those meals, there are dates that are open so you can sign up with Pam in the church office or find Hetty and tell her you're involved. It's incredibly rewarding to be able to give back in such a tangible way and to make food that serves people. Also in the business of serving is the Care of Thrift Shop. And they are back and open this week. They had an amazing week of sales and we are so grateful to all of the volunteers who put in so much work during these last few months to reopen with style. So come on by Tuesday through Saturday. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and check it out. Finally, we do have Fellowship Hour today. It'll be right in Fellowship Hall, and it's by Bridget Shulton and Lisa Ducey. So we hope to see you there. And children will be, because it's Communion Sunday, will be asked to go during the hymn to church school. So as soon as that hymn starts up, you can follow Sydney King as she leads you to the chapel. All of that is to say, thank you so much for worshiping with us here at Southport Congregational Church.
4: take this time now to turn our hearts and minds to the spirit of prayer. I would ask that you keep some of our church family in your prayers. First, we uh, pray for the continued recovery from surgeries for Susan Kunkel, who has returned home after her back surgery, Um, for Mary Martha Schertz, who is still recovering from her hip surgery, Hank Greer, who uh, is recovering from a fall, and uh, prayers for a church member who recently had open heart surgery. May all of them feel God's strength and our love for them in their recovery. We also pray for our beloved Perry Spate, for his ongoing treatment for a very serious cancer, for Dick Malkin, the father of Andrew Malkin, who is in hospice care, for one of our church friends and her family who is going through some difficult physical and emotional pain. For families and friends of loved ones who have died by suicide, may they be strengthened and supported by the love of the people surrounding them. And then, as Julianne mentioned, we have prayers of gratitude for our youth who led us in really what was an amazing worship service last week. Their enthusiasm and spirit shone through in a way that was incredible, if you missed it. It's on our YouTube channel, Southport Congregational Church. Um, I highly suggest you go back and watch it. And then a little bit of fun. We've never done this prayer before, but um, we are going to for, pray for a new church member, Roger Crossland, who is currently racing in the U.S. National Toboggan Championships in Camden, Maine. So we pray that his sled may run free and fast and without damage. I am so jealous can't even tell you. So we'll pray for me too and my jealousy. (laughs) So with all that and then the prayers that are within each of our own hearts, let's take this time to lift them all to God. Let us pray. God, we offer thanks for this day and for the opportunity to be here together in worship. During this time, we put aside the concerns of our daily lives and let go of all the demands that crowd upon us, and we become simply present here with your spirit. We offer you prayers of thanksgiving for life and all those things that make our life so good. For the beauty of a sunset, the sparkle of a snowstorm, the smile of a stranger, the song of a bird, the hug from a loved one, the gentle hand of a child in our. For many, God, that world holds more sorrow than joy. So help us make this earth a safe home for all your children. And we admit that though your earth is abundant, many of your children and our neighbors live in poverty and want. We know from your words through prophets and apostles that this is neither your will nor your purpose for your children on earth. So fill us with the gift of hope and generosity and the drive and perseverance to do your will so that all people might share fairly in the good things of your creation. We bring to you our concerns for peace and safety in our community, in our nation, and in our world. We bring our concerns for gun violence in all forms that it takes. We bring our concerns for refugees who are fleeing their lives. We bring our concerns for those in the Ukraine whose homes and country are being destroyed and for the lives lost. And we bring you our personal concerns for ourselves and our families. In all things, we ask for the strength to face the hard realities of our world, not with despair, but with confidence that we may have the courage to stand with the vulnerable, the victims of violence and injustice, and those who live on the margins of life, so that with the things that we do and the words that we say, we can make a difference. Because we are also a people of great joy and hope, God, We thank you for your promise of being with us in and through all things. We reach out to you, and you are there. When we laugh, you rejoice. When we rest, you watch over us. We remember, God, that you knit us in your mother's womb, that you know our every thought, and you still love us unconditionally. So we pray that you will always remain our rock, our sure foundation, our shelter from the storm, our confidant, and our motivator. So as we move through this week, striving to be the best we can be in order to glorify you, give us the strength, the hope, the joy, the love that you hold for us. All this we pray in Jesus' name. and we will take time to remember that greatest gift that Jesus gave us, the gift of his own life, so that we can have life eternal, so that we understand how much God loves us. And even when we do something wrong, we are forgiven. So we take this time to share a meal together, remembering that there are people for whom there is no meal today. There is no safe sanctuary for them to worship their God. There is no place in which they feel at peace and at rest and welcome and cared for. And that is what this church does so well. We give and we share what we have so that those around us who are suffering may be healed. So in that spirit of generosity of giving, this morning's offering will be received. in prayer of dedication.
0: Receive these gifts, O oh God,
4: as expressions of our gratitude and loving devotion. May they be used to multiply your love among us and all people. Amen.
5: Good morning. morning. This morning we have a number of scripture passages that you will see in your bulletin and they are some great passages, beautiful passages, uh, short of uh, wisdom, faith, renewal and I think that they fit in really well um, at this time of the year as we are beginning a new year and um, some of these passages include the complete text of what we're going to be talking about. Some of them just show a partial text and uh, you can check out the more complete text on your own if you like. Um, I'm going to read a few of these passages to start, and then we're going to talk about more of them in the message itself. And the first one is from Proverbs, and um, what's written there is Proverbs 16:3. I'm actually going to be focusing on and and um, uh, sharing with you verbally 16:1 uh, and 3 and. Why isn't 16.1 in the bulletin? Because sometimes good thoughts happen after the bulletin is is printed. (laughs) So I love it. It says this this is verse 1. The plans of the mind belong to humans, but the answer is from the Lord. And then in verse 3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. In other words, a little commentary, if you go with what God would want for you in the first place, if you align your life plans with God's plans and God's ways, with the way of things, as it's sometimes called, you're not gonna feel like you're fighting the current all the time, and swimming upstream. But if you go with God's ways, God's energy, God's vision, God's will, God's plan, it's called many different things, the great way, the way of things, in some cultures, then all of a sudden, things are gonna feel a lot better be happier the stress level is going to reduce quite a bit the plans of the mind belong to humans but the answer is from the Lord aka the tide is going to be what the tide is going to be there are 24 hours in the day no matter how much we wish were otherwise. Life only lasts so long and in some cases so short. So we may as well learn what these parameters are right, and work with them instead of wishing that it weren't so, why do I mention this? I mention this because there are some people who you know, there are some people who I know, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself a lot of times, who are continually surprised with the way things are and grind a lot of energy complaining about the givens in life. I wish life weren't this hard, but it is wish I didn't have to work, but I do. Why do relationships have to be so hard? But they are. Why did God take grandma when she was only? No matter how much we may want the sun to rise earlier, from a different direction. Best to make our life plans around the way life actually is instead of the way we wish it would be. The plans of our mind. The tides go up and down. Things happen to humans as things happen to humans. If you're 68 years old, make your life plans as if you are 68 years old. We're 35. We're 85. If we have big bones, we have big bones. (laughs) If we have a DNA history that we do, we have a DNA history that we do. The answer is from the Lord. Life takes a certain amount of effort. A lot. There is a certain amount of unknowing in this life. A lot. Some people have more in this life than others. You have the resources, the time, the configuration, the experiences that you have. So better not to make your plans or base your expectations on life as if the way of things were not as they are. Better to work with the tide than wish it was different. I go back to this one a lot. Second passage from Romans. Another great one. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We have tremendous power, and we are meant to use it. And then the third from the book of Revelation. Behold, says the Lord, I make all things new. Newness, change, transformation, renewal. Not being stuck is what God wants for you. So, with all of these, may God bless our understanding and our living of these words of abundant life. Amen. I got a phone call not long ago. And it was from a number that I didn't recognize. You know, you look down and... Um, I will tell you, I, I, don't, I almost never answer those numbers if, if it doesn't say a name that I know because you know what happens, right? But every once in a while, right, I feel like it's like roulette or something, you know, every once in a while I go like, ah, eh, I'll give it a shot. So I answered the number and the person on the other end of the phone says, uh, I said, hello, and the person said, hello, is this Dr. So-and-so's office? And I said, I'm sorry, it's not. You have the wrong number. The person on the other end of the phone said, I don't have the wrong number. I have the right number, I have it right in front of me. I dialed the right number. I was like, oh, you got me. We were just joking around here in the doctor's office, so let's make that appointment. Yeah. I did not say that. That's what I wanted to say, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. And th- this was, that was the short version. This woman went on. She was so annoyed. She would not let it go. I was not who she wanted me to be. What do you do with that? What do you do when you are not the person who someone else wants you to be? We can't change others to be who we want them to be. That may be in our plans, but if it's not in God's plan, and certainly if it's not in their plan, you are swimming against the current. Maybe in our plan, but God gives us the answer. We can, however, and we are clearly called by looking at all these scripture passages to change, to grow, to evolve, to expand ourselves. And today this is what we're going to be talking about, taking stock of our deepest desires, being intentional about where do we want to go, who do we want to be, what do we want to do. And if there is any chance that any of you are thinking, come on, who needs that? I think about this, I think about CEOs. Now, top CEOs think a lot about the direction of their companies, right? They are in charge, they have to take into consideration market changes, new developments, societal changes, and shifts, cultural changes, areas that are profitable, areas that are managed well, areas that are not managed so well. Need to consider if too many resources are being used over here and we need to shift some of those resources, time, attention, money over here. And some people might think, well, that's fine for CEOs. I'm not a CEO. Yes, you are. Put it on your resume. I'm the CEO, you are the CEO of your own life it's not a cliche nobody else is making it happen we're all dealing with outside pressures with outside forces we're all living in the world but unless we are physically shackled to the walls of a physical prison which no one here is Nobody else is running our lives. So our faith actually tells us this in so many ways. If we don't take the lead, somebody else will. Or the world will. And the world includes our histories and all those things around us that shape us. The Apostle Paul says, do not be conformed, confined, reduced, shackled, held back by the world. What is the world? I mentioned outside pressures and influences. Who others want you to be. Who others wanted you to be. Even long ago in the pastor last week. Do not be conformed to this world. That's tight. That's oppressive. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. For some of us, our past experiences, good or bad, they have tremendous power over us. We feel the control pushing us, pulling us, repressing us that our past has over us, including who we used to be. Who I used to be. And yet, the reality is all we ever have to work with is today and who we are right now and how things are right now, unless we confine ourselves to the prison of who we used to be. In order for a past experience of who we used to be to confine us in the present, it requires us to keep reminding ourselves again and again of these messages, of these influences, and then acquiescing to that confinement. Cooperating with the guards of that prison. Here's a tip, (laughs) don't cooperate with those guards. One antidote to that can be the simple and powerful mantra of, you know what, wait, 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 Nope. You hear you know, a little self-talk going on? No. That's who I used to be. I'm a new person now. Literally this second, I am not the same person who I was a second ago. Un- On one level, just on the physiological level, I was sharing this with somebody the other day that that our body has a million cells die and a new million cells reproduce every second. That's how fast you're changing. God built me, God built you to not be confined to the past but to be able to take a new direction. Behold, I make all things new. That's another one of the scripture passages. Do not be confined to this world. I've had to do that with certain things in my life. I've had to use these these mantras, these messages, time and time and time again to create something new. I used to be a different person. We all used to be a different person. I've taken great effort to change many things, to rewire, to intentionally download new software, to download new operating programs, just the way that we do on our computers. To download new software with God, that's good software. I was not always as kind I did some mean things when I was young. I didn't treat some people really well. I used to get in a lot of fights. People say, really? Like physical fights? It's like, yeah. I did not always have the tools to be calm. Those developed. I was raised with messages that built a certain sense of self-esteem. Hundreds of messages that I was a lazy good-for-nothing. Like, wow, really? (laughs) Good-for-nothing? Nothing? Nothing? To put it mildly, that I was a mess-up that has a certain power and a lasting power that makes a mark. We give our, our past experiences our traumas who we used to be so much control. And when we don't give more power even more influence, even more control and definition to who we are, if we don't give more of that to God and that whole vision, then the past wins. And we're confined to this world. God says things like, in our scripture passage, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The kingdom of God is within you you're the light of the world you light up my life God says I know the plans I have for you plans for your welfare not for harm a future bright with hope and I love you I needed to take those messages and so many more and download them over years and thousands of times to try to overcome some of the messages and traumas of my past. Lazy, good for nothing. To overcome with God's vision of who who I was and who I am. So if we're not as intentional as every one of these scripture passages coaches us to do, of where we want to go, hand in hand with God, then we will get yanked around, and we will get jerked around, and we will get pushed around, even if it's just with inside of ourselves or by the world, other people, or culture past harsh self-talk every one of these though coaches us to do the direct opposite how not to be trapped stuck confined how to be free how to be full not be conformed to this world be transformed by the renewal of your mind george bernard Shaw said Better keep yourself clean and bright because you are the window through which you see the world. Resolving to make healthy and worthy plans is one of the reasons why you come back again and again to worship. Every Sunday or often or otherwise. We do so partially to disconnect with the world And then to reconnect with God, to partially resolve, re-resolve, how do I want to live, right? So what do we really want? And this being the beginning of February, the beginning of the year, we're five weeks into it, let me just say that this is part one of part two of a, of a series we're going to continue next week as we get into this as we get looking next week into 10 spiritual resol- resolutions that are worthy of your resolve if you want to take a peek in advance of that that's in the back of the bulletin so for today let me just summarize number one the plans of the mind belong to humans but the answer is from the lord Better to work with the tides than wish things were different. You'll feel a lot better. Number two, do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We have tremendous power. We're meant to use it, not to be stuck. If we don't take the lead and direction of our lives, somebody else will or the world will. Number three, be intentional about where you want to go, who you want to be, what you want to do. Do that in cooperation with God. you do have that power. Number four, we can't change others. Certainly not if they don't want to be changed, but we can change ourselves with God's help. You are the CEO of your life. Number five, you are not the prisoner of your past unless you cooperate with the guards. You have your history, but your history does not have to have you. Number six, What is really worth your resolve? We can change. People do change. People do renew with the power, grace, patience, persistence, love of God. What is worthy of your resolve? We can do it. Next week, part two. Amen. Lars mentioning during our offering who we are, how we are as a church, and this is by design. This is by intention. It's by God's intention. It's by us cooperating with that intention. It's by us being fed by God and then going out to, to feed others, to serve others. It's a beautiful, symbiotic relationship of which we are a part. And before us, we have this meal which, which feeds us and nourishes us. It has been doing so for, for centuries, for millennia. New people, same nourishment. And we come back again and again to this table as human beings. Not because we must, but because we may. Such a privilege. Not because we have it all together ourselves and are perfect, but because you know we have broken from the ideal of who and how we want to be and who and how God wants us to be. And the beauty is that we come to this table to be forgiven, clean slate, which is almost too much to comprehend yet it's true. You are free, you are forgiven. Killing slate, fresh, new, empowered, uplifted, fed. And so we come to this table because all things are now ready. And as we do, As we open our hearts, we also recall Jesus's words and actions where he took the bread and blessed it, gave thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples. And he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Wide open. Do this as often as you remember me when you eat this bread Do so in remembrance of me. Ministering to you in his spirit, in his presence, give you this bread. we share together in the bread and the nourishment of life.
4: On that same night, after dinner, Jesus poured a cup, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take and drink. For this is the blood of the new covenant, the new promise of eternal life. Take and drink of it, and as often as you do so, remember me. So ministering to you in his name, we offer you this cup. This is the cup of forgiveness. Drink of it and feel God's forgiveness for you.
3: Now, having received grace, let us say grace. God of good fruit, God of good soil, upon which grows good fruit, good grain, good God, God of good people who are fed by good food and nourished by good words, we are so grateful. Grateful to be able to gather here in community to share this communion, a foretaste of the fellowship and the feeling of forever that is your promise of the New Testament, made tangible by this simple meal. We ask, Lord, that as you make all things new, that you use these elements to make us new. Nourish not just our bodies, Lord, but our souls, the soul of this community. Help us to recall that in those first days of creation, you called us good, and you have meant it every day since and so gathered and made whole made new by this meal and the community which communes around it we thank you and we pray all this in the name of Jesus whose body was broken whose blood was poured out but whose soul Lord remained intact in his name we pray amen
5: from this place into our gift of life that is renewed with each day, with each breath, with each moment of healing and friendship, may we go with this blessing, may we fully receive it, and as we fully receive, may our light shine in all that we say, and all that we do, and all those we can uplift along the path now and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.